Well, hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 76. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Well, for those of you in the United States, happy Thanksgiving. I said this on Tuesday, but I am so thankful and grateful for each and every one of you. I really appreciate the opportunity to share what I've learned with all of you. I hope that if you've been listening to one episode or all 76, that you have learned some things as well. And if you're not already with us in the free Facebook group, come on over to tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm, where we are doing decluttering challenges 15 minutes a day for three or five days. People are making amazing progress there and I cannot wait to see you. Well, today I have a very special guest and it is Elizabeth Andreevsky. I hope Elizabeth, I'm saying (laughs) I totally like second guess myself every time with her last name, but she is very kind and a great friend and mentor. I know she will forgive me, but Elizabeth, she is a stress coach for Christian moms and is the host of the Emotionally Healthy Legacy podcast, also a mom of four, three boys and a girl. And Elizabeth is super passionate about mental health, emotional wellness, and motherhood, and she supports stressed Christian moms in overcoming anger and embracing emotional stability, empowering them to leave an emotionally healthy legacy for their children's lives. And today we're talking about her best tips about how we can improve our emotional resilience, our stress resilience, to stop being an angry mom, to deal with the mom rage, which is a real thing that you might be experiencing. And I never really thought I was angry until I became a mom. It's been a huge journey for me personally. I love talking to Elizabeth about her journey and also these really practical steps that you can take. And also if you are a highly sensitive person like I am and also Elizabeth, we have some tips having to do with how we can reduce the amount of stimulation going on so that we can truly rest and restore rather than, for example, escaping onto our phones. So I hope that you have a wonderful time listening to this interview. And without further ado, go ahead and prepare yourself for a wonderful conversation with my friend, Elizabeth Andreevsky. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I am extremely excited to talk to you today. Yay, I'm so excited to chat with you too. Yay. Okay, so... 
I would love it if you could introduce yourself to my audience a little about you, your family, kind of how you serve moms, because I know every single person listening <laughs> is going to be like, oh, I have been looking for Elizabeth all my life. Um, and also <laughs> at least through my motherhood. And also when you're not doing all those things, how you like to spend your quote unquote free time, which we're laughing because we're recording this in the summer where it's hard to have any free time at all with all these kids around us. So I will love it if you could introduce yourself. So I'm Elizabeth. I am 34 years old. I live in Florida, North Florida. My husband and I have been married for 14 years and we have four kiddos, three boys and a toddler girl. Uh, who's two right now, and she's a little fireball. She gets into everything. She climbs the counters. She opens the fridge. She runs outside if the door's unlocked and across the street. Like she is like keeps me on my toes all day long when she's awake. And thankfully, she still naps because I don't know what I would do if she didn't. So uh, that's a little bit about me. I am a stress coach for Christian moms who struggle with specifically anger and with big emotions, and they feel like they're stressed out, overwhelmed, frustrated, and maybe yelling and screaming at their kids often. That is the area I specialize in. And how I got on this journey was that I was struggling myself when I had three kids, three boys, and I My youngest was two at that time, and I felt like I was constantly putting out fires all day long, which is relatable to my two-year-old right now. He was a little bit more feisty than my older two, and I felt like I was kind of failing at motherhood. And I think you're really outnumbered when you have three kids, three boys that are active and loud. It like, you know, one is hard, add another one, add another one. And my husband at that time, he was working a lot. So it was a lot of it fell on me. And I felt like I was just constantly failing and just reactive to my life all day long. And I, a friend of mine introduced me to an influencer, Ali Casaza, and she taught on decluttering. And that was something that I started out with to kind of make some changes in my life. And I felt lighter and things felt better. And, and then she was selling a course on unburdened. And it was all about kind of decluttering your life in a sense and your schedule and creating rhythms and routines that support you. So things come become more automatic in your house, how they run. So you don't have to take as much brain space and just kind of organizing the back end of your life, I would say. And it was really, really helpful for me. And one of the things that I learned was that if I prioritize myself, I will show up as a better mom. And I started doing something that I haven't done before. I started getting up in the mornings before my kids. I had three young kids that slept through the night. I had no excuse not to. They went to bed at seven and I would get up before my kids in the mornings and I would use that time to connect with God, to create some healthy habits of moving my body. Sometimes I would journal. Sometimes I would just sit in silence and almost like creating that rhythm for my days every day to fill my cup first thing in the morning. 
And I noticed a humongous change in how I was showing up as a mom. I was way more calmer and patient and responsive with my kids. I wasn't as reactive to my days. Everything felt lighter and easier. And then COVID hit and then everybody's home all the time. And I still felt like I was able to keep my sanity. Uh-huh. Um, granted, I was going to counseling at that time, parenting counseling, uh-huh. and it was teaching me about emotional regulation and all the tools and I felt like once I started to support myself daily, like on a regular basis, not waiting until I was running an empty and my cup was empty, daily filling it up. I was able to implement the tools I was learning into emotional regulation, staying calm and grounded and deep breathing and all those things that when it comes to managing your own emotions. So that's kind of like how my journey started. Mm -hmm. And the other question you asked me, remind me what it was. What you like to do when you're not momming and coaching and all those other things. Yes. So one of my favorite things right now is going on daily walks mm-hmm. um, outside. And it's in Florida, it's either in the mornings when it's still not hot or in the evenings after dinner. And I, in the morning, sometimes I can go by myself, but most of the time it's a family walk, but I just love it. It's just one of those things that like spending time as a family, even though it's like not by myself, but Like sometimes my husband is at home with the kids. I'm like, hey, I just want to go on a walk by myself. But it just feels so good to move your body. It just, it's so like good for mental health. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just something I really enjoy doing right now. Yeah, same. And same thing for um, me in the summer. It is having to be like in the morning or maybe after the kids kind of do their their showers and they have a little bit of time. So I am with you there. And I know that you spoke a little bit about this as far as like the catalyst for you making that change. And one of the things you and I have in common that I've spoke on the podcast about before is being a highly sensitive person. And I didn't at the time, you know, when I first became a mom, have a sense of what that meant. I didn't really understand why I was so angry, why I felt so overstimulated and overwhelmed and everything. And I guess I'm curious to know, like when you started realizing, okay, I'm decluttering my home, I'm developing these rhythms, I'm understanding how to fill my cup. How did you start to connect the dots with like emotional regulation and then also being able to calm like your nervous system and some of the things that you teach that have become foundational for you? Like, what did you start with to say, okay, I don't want to be reactive anymore. I don't want to be yelling at my kids anymore. I don't want to be angry. You and I were talking about like, we never knew we were angry until we became moms. So where does someone like start? Where did you start with that emotional regulation, calming of the nervous system? That's a great question. So in my story, it started with my morning routine. And that is something I do teach. And I encourage moms to create some sort of pocket of stillness and quiet in the mornings before you jump into the day. When you wake up, your stress hormone is at its highest. And if the first thing you do is pick up your phone and you start scrolling, it raises your cortisol levels. And if you just take some time to yourself in the morning and just even go wash your face, go use the restroom and just like go sit down on the couch and just sit there with your eyes closed and just say a few things that you're grateful for. Just say a prayer and just say, God, I invite you to be part of this day with me like you know, give me the wisdom to respond well to my kids and just even say, this is going to be a good day. Like 
I am loving and compassionate to my children. I am nurturing. I am understanding. Like I am productive. Just say these things over yourself that get, are life-giving, right? Because like if you say it's going to be a crappy day, you're going to notice all the things that are going wrong versus if you tell yourself it's going to be an amazing day today. I get to be intentional with my kids and spend time with them. And so using that morning time, that was probably the biggest thing that transformed. Mm -hmm. So when you create some alone time on a regular basis, you constantly fill your cup. You're not waiting until it runs an empty in order to do something about it. You're constantly practicing ways to calm your nervous system, like journaling. That's a big one. Praying, reading the Bible, all those things are calming to your nervous system. And if you practice it daily, you're going to notice a significant change in your tolerance, window of tolerance, how much more yeah. you can handle during the day. If you're highly sensitive, like you and I are, having that quiet and stillness is like decluttering for your brain. It is so necessary in order for you to have more tolerance throughout the day to handle life, really, the noise and the reality of having kids. And so I would say like, for me, that was the biggest thing is creating pockets of stillness and yeah. quiet daily, like, I'm not joking, like daily right now, if I skip a morning, and have no alone time, and I just jump into my day, I feel it. I feel mm -hmm. it. I really feel like I'm reactive to my day versus having even like 10, 15 minutes to myself. Yeah. And I was just going to say like the concept of building emotional resilience, that's really what you're saying. You know, you need to be able to have the capacity to handle. And I listened to one of your episodes about noise and overstimulation. And that is a huge thing for me, the noise. And if I'm getting really close to the time of my cycle, I just will start bursting into tears, you know, just with loud noises in and of itself. So if I don't set myself up for success at the beginning of the day, like you said, and I think it's so important. And I know you speak to this, that time on our phone is not what we want because that is actually raising, like you said, the cortisol levels and it is overstimulating us more. So a mom just joined my group. She says, I feel overstimulated by my kids and I find myself escaping on my phone to cope. And what you're saying is silence and time by yourself. That does not, that does not mean scrolling. That does not mean the Netflix. It doesn't mean anything on your phone. I know I didn't prep you for this, but could you speak a little bit to that specifically about how moms especially are using, we're using our phones to escape and why you are so adamant about having that silence be, I guess, in this case, phone free. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Oh my gosh. I totally relate with that because that I think in our generation, it is so common. We started like being introduced like last 10 years to iPhones and social media as we became moms. And it is so common to just want to go to your phone and escape the reality because it's so uncomfortable feeling overstimulated. You feel yucky internally, you feel frustrated, and you just want to escape that feeling. And the phone and social media gives you that quick dopamine rush, right? Like for a second, it makes you feel better. But what happens afterwards? you feel more frustrated yeah. and agitated by your kids. So what it does, it, it actually increases your stress hormone instead of calming your nervous system. So one of the biggest tips I would tell you is put your phone 
and it first of all turn off all notifications on it yeah. period that is like the number one thing that you will notice such a huge impact with feeling overstimulated turn off all notifications the only notifications i have is when i get a phone call and when my husband or my mom texts me that's it i have absolutely no other no vibration no dings nothing on my home screen nothing until i open my phone um, and I, let's say I don't have social media right now, but if I open the Instagram app, then I see notifications, yeah. no circle, nothing, because the reality is if your kids will need you, they're having a hard moment and you keep hearing notifications from a group text, you're going to be pulled in multiple different directions. That's overstimulation that creates more overwhelm. So that is one thing. The other thing is like, I am so intentional with putting my phone down. Like I decided that I am an intentional mom. It's a decision that you can start making today. Like I get to decide that this is who I am now. And it becomes part of my identity as a mom yeah. is I am intentional. I'm intentional with my time. I am intentional. If you need to speak that over yourself in front of the mirror, I am an intentional mom. I'm intentional with my time. I'm intentional with my words. I'm intentional with my habits. I am intentional and an intentional mom. How would she act around her phone? Mm -hmm. right? She would put it away because it's distracting her from reality of her kids. And so with me, when I feel overstimulated with my kids, I, depending on the day, sometimes I can send them outside if they're getting along pretty well and be like, go jump on the trampoline. I'll, I live in Florida, so it's nice most of the year. I will send them outside. Sometimes if it's not nice outside, I will turn on screens for mm -hmm. them for my own sanity. Yeah, And I will leave my phone in the kitchen and I will go into my room and I will lay down on my bed and close my eyes and just lay there for five to 10 minutes. Nothing, no stimulation, no scrolling, nothing. I had to do that yesterday. I came from church after hanging out with people and talking to people and just like having communication. Like I came home, I'm like, I need, I need a moment. I told my husband, I'm like, please be with the kids for a little bit. I just literally need five minutes to just lay on my bed on my pillow with my eyes closed, no stimulation. I had that moment. I was able to walk out there and like be myself again because I calmed my nervous system. Just take some deep breaths, like no stimulation. If you're highly sensitive, it's a must. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. That's so helpful because I think that when we look at our phone as like when you're talking about putting it away, that you're putting it in its proper place right? What is its proper place in our lives? Like if I'm an, if I'm an intentional mom, the proper place is not that it's with me all the time. I can put it down because it is not as important as the other things. And like you said, the distraction and the pulling of our attention, we don't need more things to distract us. We have kids. They are very helpful at pulling us, you know, literally, or also pulling our attention to different things. And um, I know that this is incredibly helpful just as far as like how to build our, um, our window, our capacity, like you said, and then also our emotional resilience. And, you know, besides, I guess, phones and notifications and uh, not kind of having that intentional time in the morning, are there other kind of like bad habits or habits we should sort of steer clear of <laughs> in order to make sure that we're not being overreactive, impatient and angry? What would you recommend to the mom that's like, oh, yes, I am running on empty. I need to change some of these things. What would you, what would you say are the things you need to change? 
Yes. So, you know, you had such a great episode with Rachel, I believe, mm-hmm. on stress. And you guys talked about sleep and the importance yeah. of sleep, sleeping and eating meals. Like if you're sleep deprived and you're hungry, you're going to be hangry and reactive. Like mm-hmm. it's just, especially if you're highly sensitive, it's like a hundred percent, no matter how much emotional regulation tolerance you have. If you're running an empty on those areas, those are basic needs that absolutely need to be met. They were created by God. Like you need rest, you need sleep, and you need to nourish your body in order for your brain to have more focus on emotional regulation. Because if you're sleep deprived and tired, all your brain can think is like, I feel tired. I am hungry. I feel hungry. It's focusing on the unmet needs. So those are like habits that moms oftentimes, like they might scroll on their phones late at night and, you know, to escape their day. Again, another habit, put your phone in a different part of the house when you go to sleep. If I have my phone next to me when I fall asleep, 100% I will scroll on it way later than I should. Like, I intentionally created a habit. I put my phone in my bathroom on a charger. It's not next to me. I do that. I started this a couple of years ago. I do it on purpose. And once in a while, I'll still take it to me with me in the bed. I did that like a week ago. And guess what? I scrolled for a whole hour. <laughs> I could have slept like mm-hmm. for real, you know, so that is one. And then, you know, with kids, we oftentimes feed all, feed our children, but we don't feed ourselves. Like mm-hmm. you matter too. It's okay to tell your child like, Hey, I need you to wait five minutes. Mommy needs to eat. Why? Because you matter too. And so that is like a habit that is really important for moms. Another one is for me is asking for help. Yeah. That is a big one. If you have the mentality and the mindset that I have to do it all myself, a good mom does all these things by herself. Um, I need to be a super mom because all these women on Instagram look like they get it all together. And they, I promise you, there's, they're faking it. Like, it's not real. <laughs> like, I promise you, like people say, even ask me, they're like, how do you get everything done? I'm like, I don't. Like, have you seen my laundry pile? Like, like I don't get everything done. I ask for help a lot. Ask for help, especially if your children are older than five, like they can do chores. They can fold their own laundry. They can load and unload the dishwasher. My oldest one mows the lawn. They wash the floors in the house. They take out the trash. Like my two are older right now and they're in Minnesota for a month. I feel it. There's a ton (laughs) more chores on me right now because they're gone and they do a lot of the stuff around the house. And I delegate that to them because they're part of the family. And so then I feel less stressed out. I feel less overwhelmed because they do that task. Mom, can we watch TV? Yes. After you do X, Y, Z. There you go. Like so much easier. Like it's just easier. You know, can I play Xbox? Yes. After you do this, Mm -hmm. they're motivated to do it, you know? Um, so those are like things that I like really say that moms need support in. And then another one that I want you to leave with is overcommitment. That's a yeah. big one. When you are overcommitted, you will feel stressed out. You will feel even more overwhelmed. You will feel short fused with your family because you're rushing, 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 like running late. Mm-hmm. Anybody lose their cool? Like, I think everybody, like at some point, like, and if you're overcommitted, you're going to end up rushing late quickly, right? Yeah. All the time because you have so much on your schedule. Like, you need to have several days a week where you're just home. Like, I'm highly sensitive. I naturally get overstimulated, overwhelmed quickly, and stressed out quickly. That's my natural tendency. So, guess what? I can do two days a week, maybe three in the evenings where we're out of the house. 
I have to have evenings at home to no. decompress, to wind down. Like I do not do well when we go, 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 rush, rush, rush. If I have a thing going on for the day, it's the one thing. Like today, I have my podcast recording. I'm mm-hmm. not going grocery shopping. I'm not having a play date as well today. Like I have one main thing for the day. So then I have space on the other parts of my day to have life happen, right? And just even like have room to decompress because if you have no space to decompress, you are overwhelmed and overreactive. You need that time to calm your nervous system and to feel less reactive. When you're stressed out, you're overwhelmed, your nervous system is overloaded and it doesn't have the capacity to emotionally regulate. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're short fused. It's not because you're a bad mom, it's because you're struggling. Yeah, I feel that very much because I am not friendly if we're running late. (laughs) And also just as far as like my kids will notice and how I am if I am rushing them from thing to thing to thing. And it is so easy, especially in American culture, to like have kids doing a million activities and just taking them from thing to thing to thing. And I just refuse to do that. Now, right now, my kids were doing swim lessons and that's it. And I am a little bit concerned, honestly, for when they're getting older and there's all these opportunities for the different sports and clubs and whatever, because I need to not be rushing around everywhere. And I also want to show them and model to them why it's important for us to have margin in our schedules and to not overcommit because that is not a good talk about emotionally healthy legacy (laughs) The legacy I want to leave is one where they recognize it's important to just be at home with family. You know, we have dinner together in our home, like 99% of the days. And I really want to keep it that way. It's important to me. That's our family value, but that's not the culture that's around us. So it's really looking at like, I recognize that this is countercultural, but this is what I need in order to show up how we want to show up, right? As moms. And so those are incredibly helpful. Thank you. Good reminders for me as well. And I would say, um, is there anything else again, as far as like habits or anything else you want to share before we wrap up? You know, I wanted to leave your listeners with this quote that I have said many times, but I will leave it with them as well. Nobody benefits when you're running an empty and nobody suffers when you take care of yourself as a mom. We oftentimes feel like it's selfish to take time for ourselves. And I would challenge you is to think about, well, how do you show up when you're run down, burnout, out, overwhelmed? You feel resentful, bitter, easily agitated, frustrated. And how does it affect your relationship with your kids? Right? And guess what? There's a real enemy out there who doesn't want you to have a good relationship with your kids, who has created all these cultural activities, right? I think it's part of his plan to keep families so busy all the time that they have no time to connect with each other, Mm -hmm. that they're rushing, that they're overreactive. Like, I really think that's one of his tactics to mess with us, Mm -hmm. even as Christians. And we oftentimes like don't give it much thought, but it really does affect you. How do you show up as a mom? when you have all these activities on your schedule, you're really overwhelmed, really. And then you're short with your kids, you're short with your spouse, you have no time to connect with them. You are agitated, disrespectful, and like just unpleasant to be around. And I don't want that memory 
for my kids about me. Like I want them to remember family dinners and family walks. And you're right. I kind of like feel a little bit more concerned that my kids are growing up. My oldest son's like, I want to play football. And we have to like really think about it. Like, okay, how much time is it going to take out of our schedule? And are we ready to commit to that? And in the long run, benefits and like, and like the things that it's taking away from us, are we ready to devote the time that it takes and the energy and the commitment is this a right season? Because my husband, his schedule is flexible. This might be a good season, you know? Um, but a couple of years ago, it would not be because I had a brand new baby and I had a C-section and my son asked for it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. We have to say no, you know, just because it's not the right season. So I would really encourage you like to look at like, what are your priorities for this season? Mm-hmm. Is it serving your family? Is it life giving to your family or is it draining and sucking the life out of you and contributing to you feeling overreactive and then feeling all the mom guilt, right? Like, and the shame that you're the worst mom in the world. So like, it's this whole cycle and there's hope for you, my friend. It's possible to not feel stuck in here anymore. That's why we have support. Emily has support for you. If this is what you need help with, I have support for you. If this is what you struggle with, like there are moms that walked ahead of you that have been through this and they have learned a little bit, maybe more, and they can support you and guide you through the struggles and the mental blocks that come with it. Yes. Thank you. Very true. And with that in mind, I would love it if you could tell everyone how to connect with you. And I know that they are going to want to find you and listen to you and grab all your goodies and all the things. So can you share that please? Yes. So I have a podcast called Emotionally Healthy Legacy, and it's all the topics we talked about here, burnout, overwhelm, stress, and all the things in motherhood and giving you lots of tools and tips over there with also great guests as well as solo episodes. And then I have a free resource for your listeners. It's at emotionallyhealthylegacy.com slash moms overcoming overwhelm. And it's five ways to calm down when you are feeling triggered. Ah, which I need pretty much every day. (laughs) (laughs) So I will make sure to link that in the show notes. And Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on the show. It just really was um, such a pleasure getting to talk and learn a little bit more from you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.